You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. Just wear some tight underwear, here. And DJ Ruche. You get to call yourself buff all the time. Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today. All this travel and plane and priorities has been really getting in the way of our relationship. But we'll talk about uh, all kinds of non-volleyball related things. He dated Irene Cara. Gabrielle Reed. You can call me Gabby if you want. The only thing missing is a mascot head. Oh, sack does sound a lot more funny. <laughs> it's the Net Live right now. Is it really the net live right now? Apparently. What do you do with this microphone? I guess I'm just going to be casual today. Just, I'd say eat it, but the mic condom is so big, it's not gonna. That's not gonna work. Safety first, Jeremy. I hear you. Safety first. Welcome to Net Live, boys and girls. Kevin Barnett alongside DJ Jeremy Roche, back in studio for the first time in a long time. We want to thank Tall Slim Tees for their support of this program. TallSlimTees.com. Use code volleyball. Get yourself ten percent off. And they are proud to be a part of the NetLive ecosystem. How many weeks has it been? At uh, least four? Yeah, four or five. I don't know. What's going on here? Solid break by us. Yeah. Might be taking a longer break soon. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to talk about on the show today. Obviously, with so much having happened, a couple of AVPs behind us, a little bit of VNL behind me. Uh, we'll also talk about why Jeremy and I decided to dress alike today. And <laughs> so much more. Funny story is I literally almost wore those same tights. <laughs> And those shoes you have on yeah. are in my car because I'm going to the gym after this. Oh, these are great shoes. Yeah, yeah, really. Adidas, bravo, and Steve Vensel. Thanks, bud. Uh, this stuff is unreal. I'm, and I'm not just shilling for Adidas because I'll tell you right now, when I played in Adidas back in the late 90s, the clam sh- uh, clamshell, clam toes. Careful. Yeah, Snoo- <laughs> Snoopy shoes, terrible to play in. Almost puts you in a reverse position. So normally you want a shoe to pitch you forward a little bit. Mm. She would almost put you in a reverse position. Hated it. Terrible. Toes up, heels down? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, not good for your body when you're coming down. No, they, uh, it's probably been minimum at least four years, maybe five years now when they, my guess is they got some new designers and stuff in there or invested more in their technology a few years ago. Um, Even the staff they brought in from other shoe companies probably other rival shoe companies yeah christine shelby who came across with a lot of volleyball knowledge who yeah. runs uh, the the volleyball side yeah and steve vensel solid volleyball background but their shoe designs overall i mean we're wearing basketball i'm wearing the hardens right now they are shoes i would play in absolutely i would play in these. the only adidas i'd ever worn in the past were like shell toes yeah and then when they came out with the ultra boost really caught everybody's attention and then now i think thanks to our good friend steve yeah probably 90% of my shoe game is Adidas now. Yeah, and we've had... And I feel guilty the... when I'm not wearing Adidas. <laughs> I don't take photos right, with any right. other shoe on. No, yeah. no. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I take my shoes off for this photo? Thanks. It was a mistake. I've, I've been now through a number of versions of it, and the ones they have right now, the Ultra Boost, both the casual, the runners that we have. Well, the ones Ultra we have Boost now 19s, are like... Yeah, they are... Outstanding. And I don't know what they did differently, and this may sound like a plug, which is fine, but... I don't know what they did differently on the new ones that we have just got recently. I'll show them because I'm wearing them currently. Let's be clear. They're not paying the show. No, because I have the original Ultra Boost. Yeah. And then I have whatever these... Ultra Boost 19s. Yeah, the 19s. 
There you go. For First of all, mint is a hot color. Those of you uh, keeping score at home can see on the Facebook stream right now. Um, these are more comfortable yeah. than the original, and I don't know what they did differently. <laughs> I'll tell you, the knit, the knit top yeah. feels great. It fits your foot well, holds your heel in. They're cushy, they're soft, they're enjoyable. They're great for airplanes because you just loosen the laces and your foot can expand to two times its normal size like it does. And everybody says they're good for running. I have yet to run in them because I like to keep my shoes fresh. <laughs> so <laughs> Love it. so I, I, I'm going to assume they're great for running, but I've just been pimping in them. So they're great for just chilling and walking around and flight travel. I showed them to my uncle who wears the same size as I do. As you say. It. I told him he couldn't have them. Correct. Because then your children try to... St- oh, he did? Yeah. Nice. Directly went out and bought two yeah. pair. I don't wear things that aren't comfortable just no. because somebody sends it to me. No, they're really good. And yeah. we've talked before when we've had Christine Shelby on uh, back at the convention show uh-huh. back in December. The stuff they're doing with the USA Volleyball program, the stuff they're putting out, the spot they put out with Kelsey Robinson recently... That video was fire. Yeah. They did a really good job with that video. Absolutely. And the stuff they're doing with Alex Kleiman, they are, they are finally a real partner to the sport. Yeah. And I love what they're doing. And that's just the volleyball person in me, not the Steve Senna shoes guy. That they are doing amazing things Yeah, with the sport. They are in, they are buying in, they are invested, and they are putting money behind the athletes, behind promoting the athletes and the game. And I love what they're doing as a as an alum of the program. Well, and you're in a position now too, where if the clothes don't look cool, I don't care what the name brand is, people aren't going to wear it. Well, we have to wear it. We meaning when I was on the team collectively, they they have to wear it. Correct, but like outside in their normal everyday lives, yeah, like they've really stepped up like the style oh, yeah. game as well too. Yeah. So keep it up, keep it up, and thank you for being in the game. Yeah, and thanks for my shoes because that's what I wear all the time now. Fire. <laughs> they're fire dope af uh <laughs> let's let's get to this just yep because i want to get to it uh there's there will be this weekend no easy transition to it there will be no easy transition away from it uh but it, it needs to be talked about that the world of volleyball lost eric zahn earlier last week and for those that don't know uh there i have not read any of any horrible details uh he jumped out of a 29th story window at a casino in new york in new jersey shortly after the new york event Mm -hmm. uh i i want to understand why i don't think i can because i've been fortunate enough not to end up in that mental space not to have to deal with that brain chemistry that was afflicting eric I don't know the history behind it. I, as a, a person who gathers information for a living, I, I would like to know more of the why. I'm curious as to the why. Not the morbid details of what happened, but the why did it get to this point? Yeah. Um, I got a lot of texts and phone calls and people asking me if I knew him and all that stuff. And I, I knew Eric well enough to say hello when we pass each other yeah um whether it was at a volleyball event or not i uh, said hi to him in new york we didn't have he, him in the studio but yeah, yeah st- he started playing on the tour in 2017 i believe rookie of the year yeah um and phenomenal athlete too and i forgot how he's 26 25 25 mm-hmm. i forgot how young, i knew he was young but i forgot how young he was well eric looked older he looked like he was 30 Correct. And I think he would have looked like he was 30 until he was 50 but yeah and as much as we all you know joked with him about 
living in a van, which he did. But that was his choice to move to California, live in a van to save money so he could train and become a professional beach volleyball player. That was my first introduction to him was hitting him up on the strand, just talking to him about his yeah. van. Yeah. The thing about the commitment of that. Yeah. How much do I want to be a professional volleyball player? I'm going to go live in a van. I don't think I would do that, Kevin. I don't know. It might be a nice van. It depends on the van. <laughs> do they have room service? Good sound system. <laughs> true. True, true. Um, and I don't, I don't know if this is the case or not, but just looking into it more afterwards and um, talking to some people, like a lot of athletes, and you can attest to this, have a difficult time transitioning after they play. Sure. And then while they play, your a lot of people's self worth yep. is tied to their win loss record. Correct. Um, and again, I don't know if this was the case with Eric or not. I have no idea. And whatever the overall arc of your career is at that point is also how you value yourself. Correct. Yeah. Um, which is something I don't think is talked about a lot. There's a lot of depression that happens, especially after retirement, and or like losing. Losing is not fun. One of the reasons that it gets devalued in the broader conversation is because there is a view from outside from so many people that, oh, you play sports for a living. I would kill to play sports for a living. And then I would be happy doing it because I would really want to do it. But it's like any other job. It's a job. It's different to do it as a job than do it as a hobby. It's different to have your livelihood depend on your win-loss record. Well, especially in, and especially in beach volleyball, like there's no set salary. Right. So literally your income is determined on how well you play. Right. Um, where another job, like you could hate your job and not do anything and still get paid. Correct. Yeah. Or love your job. At least you would have that. (laughs) Or love your job and go above and beyond and still get paid the same. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult thing because people view playing professional athletics for a living, whatever that may be, from subsistence on up to millions of dollars, as some sort of privilege, some sort of specialized thing that you wouldn't hate. And if you do hate it, there's something wrong with you. Or if you're unhappy while you're doing it, there's something wrong with you. Because you should, everybody should love that. Everybody wants to do that and you got to do it. And therefore, you you can't dislike it or be unhappy while you're there yeah like how dare you which yes but people you, don't understand the pressures of that correct well and you can put things in perspective too right like if you can step away from it like there are times where i'm playing music for a living and i'm frustrated due to whatever circumstances are that particular event or that particular gig when i'm in your booth correct your smoothie or pretending you got me a smoothie that was empty we'll get there yeah um you know and then every once in a while like hey you're getting paid to play music. Right. Um, and yes, that can put it back into perspective, but it still can be a job like any other job, whether, regardless whether it's perceived. My job is 100% perceived as way more exciting and cool and baller lifestyle than it actually really is if you were in my shoes doing everything I do. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But people think like, amazing moments. they're like, oh, you're just up till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Every single night till 4 a.m. That's raging. Just raging my face off. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I say I want to know the why. I'm interested in what mitigating circumstances there were, what other issues were at hand. Did he have a history of this? Because it seemed like nobody 
nobody knew it was coming. No, nobody knew of a history that would have this happen. Yeah. And, uh, Eric was definitely a different person, but I, I never got this type of vibe. Right. Um, not, I, not that that means anything one way or the other, but, um, it was a shock to all of us. Yes. That this happened. And, and I feel bad for terrible for his family and friends and oh. the volleyball community as a whole, because immediately you go to what could I have done differently? Right. Like, Oh, if I just would have said this or that, where those, pro- those things, if somebody's determined to do this, that's, that's it. He had talked to a number of people over the previous couple of days. It's my understanding. Yeah. Uh, for those people having to process that for Avery Drost, who is his partner in New York. And apparently Eric said, I'm, I'm not going to be in Seattle. Um, to have to deal with that is something that I can't imagine mm. how to, how to process that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't want to imagine how to process them. Yeah. And, uh, and the records that it leaves behind for his parents, for any, his close friends, for Katie Spieler, uh, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and you wish that somebody or something had, had gotten to him before that moment and said uh, something or had something occur that would have had him taking a different path. Yeah. And you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but with all the outpouring of, love that I've seen on social media, just from the volleyball community, there were people that deeply cared for him, not just on the surface of, oh, he's a good volleyball player, or, you know, he'd give me a high five when we walked by each other. Like, if he could have reached out, which, again, you don't know somebody's mindset, and that's that, their people would have been there for him, for sure. A hugely impactful guy. He'd been rotating through partners. I heard it wasn't the easiest guy to play with. Nope. But what that meant was he played with a ton of different people over the last 18 months yep. to two years, yep. including Snow, but in, in partnerships. And you're, you're talking about a group of people that's about 40 deep on the regular, plus a bunch of qualifiers that show up to however many events a year, but basically 40 people that are a rotating circus eight times a year, and then internationally as well, but eight times a year domestically, that are working together, traveling together, eating together, players tent together, all, all these different things. And he played with so many different folks. He touched a lot of people in the volleyball community. And it's been it's been rough on, on all of them. And there's still, to this day, is a little bit of a stigma for reaching out for help. Sure. Especially for young men. Yeah. So if for some reason at this moment you are having those thoughts, you can call 1-800-273-8255 at any time. And that is? The Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yeah. Sorry. Lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. What's the number again? 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. So we'll, I'm sure, address it. I know there's things in the works for Seattle, uh, for a a man who was, a young man who was a regular part of the tour. He was a regular main draw player. Yeah. Yes. Since 2017, I think it was his first year on the tour, had made his way to being a main draw player from living in his van. Right. Yeah. That's a big deal. And not easy to do. I don't care how athletic you are. And I talked to Eric last year, and I know his aspirations were huge. Yeah. Olympics. Sure. And maybe he felt like he wasn't living up to that. 
Dude, you're 25. You can play this game by what's going on now for at least 15 more years. And if you're this good now, yeah. you're going to get better. Well, and in, in a team sport, there's so many things that are out of your control. Sure. Yeah, I, I, God, I just think about what would possess someone to break one of those windows, which you have to be determined to do. That is not an easy thing to do, by the way. No, very difficult. Yeah. And then to decide to make that choice. Mm. Um, I feel for whatever he was dealing with. Mm-hmm at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've all been through rough portions of our lives for one reason or another, either by someone else's hand or our own and, uh, and somehow made it out the other side and wish that was the case for Eric. I've had friends and family get to that moment, but before that moment they reached out for help. Yeah. And then the next day, a week or a month we're like, I am in a much better place and happy. I did not do that. Give the number one more time. And then we're one 800 moving on. Two seven three, eight two five five. That's a national suicide prevention lifeline. Eight hundred, two seven three, eight two five five. All right. So moving on. No easy way in. No easy way out. Uh, back to volleyball itself here on the net live. We've had a number of AVP events. There's a lot been going on since our last show. Man, I've been back and forth to New York uh, eighteen times. Yeah, you're already like, uh, what's the it's the highest status, the, yeah. the elite yeah. gold, double black diamond. Uh, I made good platinum. progress. Yeah, <laughs> I made good progress in just ten days. Two uh, more flights to Vegas, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Seattle this weekend. Then I'll be in New York the following weekend. Then I will fly to Dallas. Then I will fly to New York from Dallas, back to Dallas, home from Dallas. Then. So you go Dallas, New York, back to Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And then I will go. I think I have a break then to Hermosa, which is like 10 days. Hermosa, New York, New York, Manhattan, New York, Chicago, I think. Yeah, you're it's rack- crazy. going to be racking up those miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I'll be flying the plane. <laughs> Excuse me. This is my seat. If I get on an airplane and you walk into the, <laughs> into the cockpit, I am immediately getting off. <laughs> I don't care if I've got upgraded to first class and be like, yeah, I got to go. Uh, excuse me, sir. This is for the co-pilot. Uh, yeah, my, my boarding yeah, pass yeah. says uh, zero A. You don't see my wings on here? <laughs> zero A. I bet there's less leg room up there than there is. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You're going to be locked in a little box there. I'll just, never mind. I'll go back to first class. Yeah. It seems like you guys can handle it up here. <laughs> it's just autopiloting, right? It's only just hit yeah. a button and it does itself. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's like a Tesla. Yeah. Uh, but in, in an exceptional tournament in New York. Great tournament. Austin was different because we had so many people missing, especially on the women's side. It was kind of wide open. Yeah. And we ended up with a very interesting final. Well, and we'll talk about it, but the semifinals that Phil and Nick and Jake and Taylor like to play at every single tournament this year has been phenomenal. Um, I'd like to shout out the Austin fans who cheer for volleyball. Mm-hmm. But if you made it out of the qualifier, whether you're from the state of Texas or not, they're going to be cheering for you. They owned you. Yeah. You are now our team. We will cheer for the underdog and cheer like we are best friends with you and have known you your whole life. I like that. Yeah. Good for them. 
Yeah, the women's side. And kudos to them for sitting in 90 degrees heat all day Sunday with no breeze in the sun. Sunday Sunday was so warm. It was toasty. It was so warm. That's right. Hildreth and Skirmerhorn. Yep. Against Cook Pardon. Yeah. I do have to look it up. I remember Cook Pardon won, but I do have to look up. Well, I couldn't remember how to say her. How they got there. How to say... Shermerhorn, Smith, Skirmerhorn. Sure. Hildreth and Skirmerhorn. I will say, though, that uh, Cook and Pardon saw them, you know, four times on stadium court, maybe that whole weekend. Like, they were playing the best out of all the teams I got to see in person. Oh, yeah, and a totally different way to win. Yeah. And can we talk about the elephant in the room that I had no idea that she was Brian Cook's sister? You didn't know that? No clue. I never personality wise, I don't know. I've never met her. I've just seen her from a distance okay. and just watching her play on the court. Like, would you guess that if you didn't know their I've, last names? I've never seen Carissa go, Good morning, Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Nor almost make out with a white cat. I've never Or have a porn stash <laughs> with a mullet. <laughs> yeah. Well, at one point our crew put up a graphic. And I'm sorry to throw our, our crew under the bus here, but <laughs> a graphic that Carissa Cook was the daughter of John Cook yeah. of Nebraska. Yeah. Well, she is not. Spelled the same. She's the niece, but she's not the daughter. She's related. So we actually got from Carissa, hey, I'm not John's daughter. We know. Yeah. Somebody, somewhere along the line, it got Sorry, crossed. in the eight to 10 plus hours of a day that we're doing stuff, there was one mistake. Right. Uh, this, the same thing I apply to me, I apply to our correct. whole crew. Yes. How about that volleyball family tree? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, exceptional All-American at Stanford, near national title. Yep. Lost in the finals alongside Steve Irvin and the crew there. And Carissa now, Austin champion. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And Carissa, it's fun to watch Cook and Pardon Mm -hmm. because they carve you up a little bit different than anybody else. You have to be true to your game plan because if you try to adjust in a way of doing things you're not used to doing, you are toast. And if you're not ready for over on one, over on two, it's over. Yeah. Well, you're going to get old lady to death. <laughs> hey, if you can't defend it, I'm going over on one, too. I, I understand now. Younger me hates you. Oh, yeah. If you're on the other side of the court, it's you illegal. Were, you, <laughs> As the ball is falling over my head, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> you guys suck, but the score is 21 11. <laughs> Yeah, that event, I tell you, we got good weather for Austin Friday, Saturday. Little breeze, not obscenely hot, not terribly humid. It was okay. It's tolerable. About a tenth of a mile away from having to shut down on Saturday, though. True. Yeah. True. We were supposed to get rained out. We did not. That was nice. Sunday was oppressive. I am in shade playing music, so I'm not complaining too much. No, it okay? was still On the hot. scale of complaining, oh. it's, it's low. But when I'm sitting there not moving and drips of sweat are going places that I am not pleased with. It makes it for a very uncomfortable day. For me, just sitting there, I can't imagine what it's like on the court oh. trying to play the best teams in the world while being smothered by a hot, warm blanket. The toll that it took on the players was yeah, evident. you could see it. Yeah, Jake was hurting at the end. Well, they also chose to play extra volleyball that weekend. Make, it, t- make it tough for themselves. We're going to lose first round and then uh, claw our way all the way back. Uh huh. Play an epic semifinals against Phil and Nick. Epic. And then uh, 
win. Every time they meet Phil and Nick, it is must see. It's fun to watch. They all, all four of those guys, respect each other so much, um, and you can see like the playful jawing that goes on on the right. court, which is fun. But they all nothing but positive things to say about each other. Whoever wins and loses when they come to the Amazon booth or on the court, you can tell. Um, but as a fan, it's really fun to watch those teams play against each other. We have credited before Taylor Crabb and his defensive ability, his transition ability. Yep. I think we need to call out from New York City, Jake Gibb, and his timely blocking. Serving also, he's done that all last year, but that he did it a couple times. Really, it was the blocking. If you remember the first set of that semi, they were down 20-17. to 17. Yep. He stuffs at least two of three, if not three of four, to get back to where they win the first set, Crab and Gibb. Yep. Then the same thing at 14-11 in the freeze in the third. He stuffs two or three balls yep. to get back into where we go to overtime. Absolutely insane, the play of Jake Gibb. Oh, Taylor wouldn't be as good defensively without Jake Gibb. In that match, he had nine blocks. Dude. Nine times. Jake's, I like to remind people that Jake is a three-time Olympian. <laughs> Yeah, nine blocks. It's crazy. Phil had four. Philip? Philip had six aces, though. And the ace to win it. He had some timely, timely aces. I called the ace to win it, by the way. Were you in my booth when you called that? No, I think it was in my booth. Well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like somebody else called it. Maybe I was in your booth. Maybe. Because I was off. Yeah. I was watching. I feel like somebody did call it. Yeah. You know the booth with my name on it. Yeah, that was, that was, again, an epic match. You can watch it on Amazon on Prime Video. Boot up your Prime Video app. You can go back and check it out. You can watch the whole day from every day now. Amazon Prime. It's all archived, plus yep, semis, awesome. plus finals. So go back and check it out. Each one of the meetings between those two teams has gone three, and they're all full of extra innings. 18-16 in the freeze from what was 14-11. Yep. Phil and Nick, 18-16. Is that what it was, 14-11? 14-11. Wow. To an 18-16 victory by Dalhauser Lucena. Fans are getting their money's worth, that's for sure. And then Phil and Nick detonated Tim and Troy, T-squared, 14 and 16 in, in the final. In New York. In New York, yes. And by the way, we didn't mention that. Sorry, those are the, the New York scores. Yeah, for in, Phil in New York was the, and probably will be, the toughest event all year on both sides because all of the teams that play internationally were there right so the fact that tim and troy yep made their first finals in that field is extremely impressive correct because before idiots on the internet could asterisk (laughs) some of their performances you can only play who's there kevin right that's what i always like to tell people Uh, i did go back and look up the austin match the trolls they're trolls on the internet the Austin match between Crab and Gibb, 15-13 in the third. In 90-degree heat. Mm-hmm. In, I don't know how many freeze points there were, but I felt like it went on for a little while. And I remember that one because I came out, I was lounging in the trailer under the AC at full blast, like sprawled out just trying to cool off. Does that trailer have your name on it? No, it doesn't have my name on it. Good. So that means I can walk into it as opposed to my... Actually, it says Amazon Town only. Hmm. Sorry, bud. Well, guess what happens the next time you guys try to come in my tent? Because it literally has my name on it. It doesn't say DJ Rocher's tent. It's just a tent that has DJ Rocher on it. Oh, cool. So can I walk into the Amazon broadcast then? 
even though it says Amazon on you the outside of it. You have when you're angry about your smoothie. You have shown up. I haven't disrupted the show, though, <laughs> which I am more than happy to do. Have I disrupted your show? Yeah. You stole my smoothie last year. It really threw off my game in New York. <laughs> uh, anyways, I was laying in there. By the way, your one smoothie does not make up for the trauma I had to deal with last year. Okay. We'll talk about your trauma momentarily. Yeah. I would like to address the, the birth of a new circus act in Austin. Okay. When I came out to hit balls on center court on Sunday. I swear to God, people, everybody in that stadium needs to sign a waiver. Yeah. And I had done it in Huntington, but we really got after it there in Austin. In a smaller stadium, by the way. Smaller as, yeah. for, as far as, sorry, closer. Yeah. And shot up higher. I don't know. So everybody, including the highest row, was closer to you swinging a hammer at them. That's correct. And I don't know if we can do it in Seattle. Given last year's footprint, it's not even going to stay in the stadium ever. Well, we can do it. Should we do it is the question. People out by the bathrooms are going to be showered with mini balls. People on the other side of Lake Sammamish. Or you're going to hit a bald eagle as it's flying over the lake and you just kill it. And then you go to jail because I guarantee you that's illegal. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Uh, Kevin is being taken away. Broadcast will be Dane and Cameron the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Austin worked out great because they pitched me the really small balls. And I whiffed on them both. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, give me the medium ones. And I nailed one into the crowd. And then the next one went out of the stadium. People love that. And the next one went in hot at about 10 feet off the ground. And almost killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, again, everybody in that stadium needs to sign a waiver because they are in the danger zone. The kill zone. When you come out there with that, with that hammer, because if you connect, if it's a line drive as opposed to like a pop-up, yeah. that thing is coming in hot. Yeah, people, people experience that in New York. I put two in the Hudson I like- after sucking on Friday. I like in uh, New York, I think you turn to hit towards VIP, <laughs> and Mark's looking up at the booth, and I'm like, no, 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 because if you miss that, you're taking out the players in the players' box. M-Day, I looked over, and M-Day's like this. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yes, you can. Yes. Just imagine for a second you hitting one of the players. I'm sorry. In the head as they're at a timeout. Can I just apologize in advance for when that happens to whomever it happens to? You might want to apologize to your family because you will immediately be fired. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about the income that's no longer coming into our house because I tried to take out a player. Yeah. Yeah, that is a dangerous situation. It was funny, though, that we turned around and we were going to do it, and then we didn't do it. I thought that was a good moment. Yeah. Because the VIP is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite shot was the one out the end zone, high over the top of the end zone. It dropped on the ice cream truck. Oh, it did? Yeah, nice. out in the back. You definitely got some water balls in, in New York. Two of those. Hudson. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of whiffs on Friday. Some some guy, some guy on Instagram, on Dane Blanton's Instagram said, hey, who's the guy in the gold suit was out there trying to hit balls? He was terrible. He hit like 100 for the, the outing. Get me down there. I used to play semi-pro ball or whatever. Sure. Come swing that thing. To me, what I, yeah. Yeah. Let me know how that works out for you. That was my response. Yeah. We need, speaking of waivers. We need a waiver because we need to have fans come out and, and attempt to hit Every, anything with Everybody it. that boos you, including the DJ, <laughs> should, have to, should have to go out there and swing that thing. I hand it to people and they go like this. Phoned, yeah. It's like the Thor hammer. Yeah. I do like, was it New York where the intern was the first one to pitch it to you? And yes. It, and it came in hot. It was like a fastball. You're like, 
I would have to start swinging before you threw that to get the hammer around. You know what my bat speed is on that? Like zero. How much does that thing weigh? I know you've weighed it. About 16 pounds. Dude. And it's about four and a half feet long, I think. Yeah. To measure it. It's heavy. Who, I did not see, but who won the hammer award from New York? Because there were some absolute Great question. detonations. I think Nick Lucena is going to end up with it, but I don't know. I have to go back to the voting. That play, oh. I thought, so Nick is hitting, I'm on the end, end line. Mm-hmm. Taylor Taylor's back is to me. Yep. Nick hits it. It hits the ground. And I thought it was one of those where, like, it hit the ground. I saw it hit the ground, but I thought on the way up, like, Taylor may have got it with his hand, so that's why it went flying so high. Until I saw the replay where the ball bounces a full foot in front of Taylor and then goes straight up without Taylor touching it. Nick absolutely detonated that ball, and it caught a hot pocket, and it was awesome. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah, best hit of his career, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to pat myself and fellow Team J Rich member, Rich Lamborn, for I think we're maybe only do it once a tournament now when we get to a new event, but when Mark introduces one Phil Dahlhauser, and he says where he's from, and Phil is from Orlando, and now I have not seen the play. But I've been told that they're sing the word Orlando in the play Book of Mormon. So I got that clip from the song. And you <laughs> from the play, the person is like Mark will go and Phil Dahlhauser from Orlando and then I will hit the sound effect. Yeah. Two times in my career Fair has Phil has looked at me during his intros. One, when I played Monster Block after the Rio Olympics because he hated it, he pointed to me and said, You're dead to me. <laughs> The second time was this time when I played the Orlando sound effect, and Phil looked right at me and was dying laughing. Awesome. It was amazing to see emotion out of Phil. And then Nick, later when I saw him, asked if I could just play the whole song next time. Because <laughs> the song, part of the song is it's all the more missionaries getting told where they're going on their mission. Right. And it's like, oh, I'm going to France, or I'm going to Germany, or I'm going to all these places. And the other one was like, I'm going to Orlando. <laughs> it's like Ben Patrick got sent to Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben Patch, you're yeah. going to So the fact that I got some emotion out of Phil was Love it. Highly entertaining to me. By the way, I I Which made, was Rich Lamborn's idea. I made a mistake Uh-oh. this morning. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Oh, thanks, Kevin. The Appreciate beginning of your birthday. How'd you make month. a mistake? Well, I didn't wish you happy birthday off the top. No, that's fine. It's my whole I celebrate the whole month, so it's, it's okay. fine. All right. I had an idea for a present and then I didn't get it. So <laughs> was it a smaller hammer that I could swing? I thought of you. <laughs> That's all that matters. You were in my thoughts this morning. As long as you think of me, that's what matters. If not in my actions, you were in my thoughts. Well, and happy uh, belated Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Did your kids not annoy you yesterday? Kids were great. Good. You didn't have to yell at them for anything? No. No, nobody nobody got the horns. Not on on Father's Day. They all just left the house, and they're like, we'll just leave. We'll just get out of the way. Yep. Uh, I was actually watching my older son play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Down in Anaheim? Yeah. 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 Boys classic. Cool. They they finished third. They kind of... They brought their worst game of the weekend to the semifinals. Uh, that's tough. Uh, against a good team. So, Are they playing in Phoenix in a couple weeks too? Dallas. Are they Dallas? That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, Dallas. Over the right before 4th of July? Correct. Yeah. Which is great for me that the San Francisco event is not happening because – You can go to that. I was watching it in the booth while commentating last year. Awesome. Yeah. So this year I'll actually get to be there, which will be a lot of fun. Cool. Should be good. Yeah, the hammer will be a staple on center court as long as I'm able to not injure myself. I tore a groin on Sunday. Swinging the hammer? Uh Uh-huh. Tore? I popped something that still hurts. 
I told you you have to warm up before you go out there and swing that thing. Dude, I do. And I what happened was Mark threw one short. I took two steps. It's Mark's fault. And I swung. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that hurts. Then I could barely get back up the stairs. Uh, and I was in bare feet. And the stairs were painted blue and about 1,000 degrees. 1,000 degrees, so I, yeah. You know, first world problems. I burned my feet and tore my groin all in a stretch of about 30 seconds. But I did go a massive yard. So that made me feel a little better. But yeah, this is, uh, hopefully I'm healed up for Sammamish. <laughs> but groin is a tricky thing because you'll feel fine. And yeah. Step weird or swing a 16-pound hammer. Yeah. And tweak it again. I felt good a few days later and I was playing softball and I took one step to throw a warm-up throw and I was like, ah. You're like, nope. Uh, ouch. Mm. So anyways, uh, Chicago is up next in the – thought process for me thinking about tickets and flying and for where ADP i'm going or for vnl no vnl yeah the finals are there yep so i've got that for nbc but that'll be post seattle i'm a little bummed so when i was in new york i got there a day early due to me booking my flight for the red eye on monday night not tuesday night it was oh, tu- that's such a stinger because you're looking at one it was tuesday up- at 12 30 a.m yeah i woke up monday morning oh man it's like yeah time to check into your flight i was like no it's not <laughs> yep so got to new york a day early but because of that I had some more free time, so I actually got to listen to you and watch the women play. Oh, yeah. Which I have not got to see the men play because they're playing in the middle of the night. Right. Um, But that was fun. It seemed to me that Karch was experimenting with his starting lineups. Yep, he is. And giving some people who aren't the normal starters a lot of playing time. Um, Haven't seen the men, so I just know of their record from the last time I saw. Is it four and four? Is that what they are right now? Five and three, I think. I just looked this morning. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was, I don't get to see the inner, our men's and women's international teams play that often. So I always enjoy that. Men are coming off a good win against France. Yeah. Women have been an interesting watch. They have some, some things to address before next year, for sure. They have to find a libero and they still have to find a left side who can terminate the ball. And they got to decide who's going to play opposite. Who's the young girl that's the, uh, on the opposite side now? I think she's still in college. Annie Drews. Has been out there. Oh, you're thinking of Jordan Thompson? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Jordan yeah, Thompson. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah, she has a future. She looks at she like athletic, springy. Very. Has a, has a whip that like okay, there you, I can see the potential there for sure. Yeah. 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 She's been tearing it up out there for Molly Alvey. So. And Drews, I had never even heard of her until I watched that match. Now that doesn't mean that's on me, not anybody else, because I'm not as much on the indoor side for sure. Out of Purdue. Yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. Has gotten a lot better. Yeah, she looked, she looked like she was playing well. She's gotten a lot better. She's yeah. gotten quicker. Her arm has gotten a little faster. She has more pop on the ball. And she's a lefty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Just I've been impressed. Making sure I wasn't making that up. <laughs> yeah. But Carson Lowe will be back in the mix. Kim Hill will be back in the mix. Lowe has been back, I think, this last weekend. So I got to catch up on them again because I have them coming up Yeah. Uh, shortly. I kind of end up like – it used to be I just did one thing the whole time. Now I'm kind of like indoor, beach, indoor, beach. So – Back and forth we go. Well, now you're a beach guy. Right. Well, true. Yeah. Except for the tan. Well, or tearing your groin. Ouch. <laughs> Still hurts. So, I'm excited about where they're at, both indoor teams, to be honest. Are the men coming back to the United States now, too? They have finals in Chicago. They also have an event in Chicago. And the women are? The men should be home this weekend. I believe this is the weekend they're home, and then they're in Bulgaria. I can't even remember. I'll, but the women are coming back to the States again? Uh, no, the women are not. They're okay. 
Women played it's in the men Nebraska, and they will not be back. Got it. Yeah, I had the men's schedule. One moment. Take your time. I wish the women's matches were played on the campus. We oh. Just do just visually the Devaney Center. Just visually yeah. when you're in that big arena. And yes, there were a few thousand people in there, but when you're in a twenty thousand yeah. person venue, yeah. You know, non volleyball people can look at it or let's say sponsors could look at it and be like, mm, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, they're in Hoffman Estates this weekend. Yeah. Japan, Canada, China on the docket. That should be three wins. Okay. We'll see who's there. Max Holt. Just came back this last week. Played well. Ace to win it against France. Nice. Was Matt? Was Anderson playing? Anderson has not played yet. Yeah. He, maybe he'll play this weekend. I don't know. I know that not the regular starters are going back to Bulgaria for week five. The, it, week, the regular starters and John are going to stay in the States between after week four and then uh, before the finals. And is the point of that to rest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because what does this tournament do for you if you win? Nothing. Okay. Makes you money. Okay. Yeah, nothing. That's the thing on the women's side. It doesn't matter if you win. Who cares? Well. They've won. They're the defending champs. Yeah, but you want to win as a team. Like, none of the players are going in there going, oh, we don't care. Like, they want to win. But in the big scheme of things, that's why I'm seeing a bunch of different lineups. They, They need to do some searching. Yeah. They need to find some talent. They are missing some pieces that will be, if not critical, absolutely necessary for Tokyo success because yeah. you're going to have to go through three good teams. Yep. At some point you're going to have to go through three good teams to win on the men's side. You might have to go through four or five and there. You can look at on the women's side. I would say there are six, you could argue seven potential medalists on the men's side. You can argue six or seven gold medalists. Wow. So that to me is a little bit the difference. In terms of gold medals on the women's side, U.S. women are in the conversation, 100%. Yeah. Uh, men are in the conversation. But on the women's side, I think there are fewer teams that can beat three good teams in a row. And the U.S., I think, is trying to hang on to that, that capability. They're going to have to up their game a little bit. I feel like Italy has upped their game substantially. I feel as though Serbia continues to get better. China will see. I don't really know yet. They tend to treat this intervening period a lot like Russia on the men's side where you're not sure exactly what they have. Yeah. But even for us, the United States, we are, even though the coaches probably have a good idea, the starters are not 100% solidified yet. You're talking about a roster of 12, a year out right now, especially with some B&L under your belt. You probably know seven, eight. Because after this, what do they have after this? What's the next big Olympic qualification? That's that. That's the thing this year. Olympic qualification. That, is and the that, thing. Okay. So will they go back to their professional teams after no this tournament, or they have no okay. Olympic qualification happens in early August. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I'll be doing that on air for NBC Olympic Channel. That is the big focus right now. Cool. Because you have the host Japan, then you have six tournaments around the world. That will happen all concurrently. Win that, you're in. That's seven. Then you have five zone championships. And the winners of those zone championships are in. That's it. Crazy. It's actually the best system they've ever had. Yeah. Credit to the FIVB. It's not easy to put together a system 
with all the world powers, but I think this is the best system they've had. Is it imperfect still? Yeah, I think so. But but can you have a perfect system? No, because you're still going to leave out one of the European teams. Yeah. Somebody's not going to come out of Europe because Russia. Is it Russia and Poland? I, I have the pools on here, but yeah. I, I don't have them. There, there are some matchups that are going to create a situation where one of those teams isn't going to win and they're going to have to go to the European Championship and they're going to play against at least one of their good team there and so you're going to lose one of them. Got it. Uh, it was Serbia last time. Serbia was a medal contender, but they were not in the Olympics. They were of medal contender quality that year, but they were not in the Olympics. So I think this is as good as you can get it for right now, and, and I credit the FIVB for the way they structured it. Six tournaments, the host, that's yeah. seven, five zone championships, done. No more of these tournaments where you have the number 17, the number 40, and the number 24 team in the world playing for an Olympic bid, and that's yeah. how Puerto Rico gets in. It's nice they participated. That's about all they did was participate. They weren't going to win. Mexico, same thing. Nice that you were there, but you weren't going to win a medal. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good system. So the focus is Olympic qualification. Then you're going to have World Cup. Which used to be a qualifier. Demundo? Yeah. World okay. Cup of Demundo. Okay. And used to be a qualifier, but is not this year. Got it. Because Japan is the host of both. So we're gonna be the Olympics are gonna be here quicker than Oh, we're gonna be blink of an eye after yeah. winning an NBA championship next year and then the Olympics will be here. They're early next year. I know. End you, of July. Did you hear what I said prior to that? I heard. Okay. Just you need it. one more player. That's fine. You're gonna have to hope. Do you think do you think we're done? Do you think the Lakers are done getting players you're trying right to now? Get Kawhi. Is Kawhi coming? If you get Kawhi, then yes, you're in the conversation. Who do you guard in the pick and roll with LeBron and Anthony Davis? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. You just hope LeBron stays healthy. Man's old. It's fine. Anthony Davis is 26. He'll be healthy. 26, and he's a top five talent in the NBA. I was really sad to see what happened to the Warriors. I am never a fan. I always want to see... Teams at full strength play each other. Yeah. Because there's no guarantee. It's like when we talked about the Olympics, when Phil and Nick played Alisson and Bruno in the chase the balloon match because there was 25-mile-an-hour winds chase the balloon. rushing through the stadium. Like As a fan, we got gypped because you didn't get to see either team perform right. at their height, which is what I wanted. Now, would it have changed the outcome if that was the case? You, know, you have no idea. Right. Who, who knows? Right. But that, as a fan, that's what you want to see, similar to the NBA Finals. I don't want to see... Everybody get hurt and, you know, not be as exciting as it could be. Um, now, if you're Toronto, that's just how – no one would have felt bad for Toronto if Kawhi went down and got hurt, right? Like, there's I no – I didn't want to see – well, I would have felt bad that he went down and got hurt. I don't – I hate seeing those guys get injured. In feel bad way. in a way of, like, hey, like, we can only play who's out there, so we won. Sure. Yeah. There'd be no asterisk. Is that what you're saying? There should There shouldn't be anyways. You can only – Whose fault is it? It's not like somebody hurt those players on purpose. And you can be like, well, then they cheated, blah, blah, blah. Like, they got hurt playing a game, which is what a lot of, a lot of athletes go through. Sure. They're just pretty gnarly injuries. Yeah. 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 Never want to see that. Ever. I said it was an Achilles from moment one with Durant. I find it interesting that when you say things like, we were, we were told he could only re-injure his calf – like if he would have broke his wrist, would you have been like, oh, we had no clue. Like you can hurt any other body part at any time, right? And your calf is attached to that. 
He didn't injure his calf the first time. You think it was his Achilles? Yep. Interesting. Because he didn't grab his calf. But the fact look at what the first time he went down, he did not no, grab I know. his calf. And he nobody, grabbed his Achilles. And nobody was around him. What surprises me is that when they, I, I thought it'd be more of a strain as opposed to like a rupture. They said it was yeah. a rupture because he could flex. He was flexing his foot afterwards. I think it was a partial rupture. Got it. Because if you can flex flex your foot, that means that thing is still attached in some way. I'm not a medical professional, okay? I just see, I've seen several of those injuries happen. The people who it happens to where it's fully ripped off, they don't put their foot back down. And Durant still put his foot back down. Which leads me to believe that while it was... Well, Kobe just dragged his foot across the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't move it. With the action they showed in his calf in that close-up, which I didn't really want to watch either, but I did. I did not. Obviously, that. something snapped at yeah. that point. And I don't know. Not all. It just doesn't seem like all of it because he walked away. And that's immaterial anyway because you have to fix it anyhow. It's yeah. a pointless discussion of how much his Achilles was torn. The only thing is, I, I thought it was his Achilles the moment he grabbed it in early May. Well, the way he I was grabbed watching it too, the game. Yeah, because yeah, he did not grab his calf. You don't grab your Achilles if your calf is injured. So that was my thought. And then Clay going down. Mm. It was just, I was like, all right, well, this is over. Yep. And Again, for the fans of non-Toronto, yeah, you're bummed because I just want to see good basketball. Credit Toronto. Yeah. Those guys shut the lights out. They beat Golden State on their home court every single game in the finals. They were really good. And your, your friends over there at the Lakers need to get some shooters because you don't have anybody that can hit a jump shot yet. Don't worry, Kevin. It's only June 17th. Okay. Technically, free agent hasn't even started yet. Free agency. Well, it can't be done till the 30th, right? Well, that that's a trade. But free agency like a Jimmy Butler or a Kyrie or any any anybody looking to potentially trade teams, that can't be done until July 1st. The begin like can't that process can't be ratified until July 1st. The discussion earlier, here's here's why you're going to lose somebody from Europe. Poland and France are in the same pool for qualification. And you think they're both medal? They could both medal? Yes. Italy, Serbia are in the same pool. Russia and Iran. Is my guy still sitting? Yes. Yeah. Weakest pool around. China, Finland, Argentina, Canada. Canada, this is your moment. Seize it. Brazil, Egypt, Bulgaria, Puerto Rico. That's Brazil. Say that again. Brazil, Egypt. Bulgaria. Bulgaria, Puerto Rico. That's Brazil. Unless Bulgaria captures lightning in a bottle. They've always got the athletes that can never, they've never had the mentality. Interesting. USA, Belgium, Netherlands, Republic of Korea. USA should win that. Okay. Plain and simple. Italy, Serbia, Australia, Cameroon. Cameroonians, not going to win that. And what do you need to finish in the Olympic qual- You need to win it to automatically get in. And then if you don't, there's other ways to get in. The zone qualifier. Got it. So then you go back to the Norseka, Asia, Africa, Europe qualification system. So just because we meddled in Brazil doesn't automatically get you into the next one? That is correct. Okay. That is correct. You're only automatically in if you're the host country. Correct. Yeah. Japan is in. Yep. So Italy, Serbia, and Australia, they become... Cameroon. I'm going to pick Serbia in that. Okay. Although it'll be Serbia and Italy for the win. 
Poland, France, Slovenia, Tunisia. I just like saying Tunisia. I'm going to take Poland and Vital Einen. All of our listeners are writing this down now to heckle you if you're wrong. It's fine. Yeah. Russia, Iran, Cuba, Mexico. This is a debate between two mentalities. Can your boy rally the troops and actually win a big match and not behave like a he's old, angry prince? He's older now. How is he? Mid-30s? I don't know. He's not older than that? I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Russia, I don't know what they have. We'll what, are you, what are you doing for a coach? We're going to find out. Can you put it together? Can you just, can anyone smile while they win? <laughs> Please. Iran could win that, but I, I would pick Russia. Okay. Canada, Argentina, Finland, China. I'm going to take our North American brethren in that. They've been upping their game the last few years for sure. Them and Argentina. We'll see. Is that a song? Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yes. Speaking of songs, it's from Evita. Yeah. Speaking of songs, I have a uh, a new one for you. Oh, that I think you'll like. Okay. And we turn you on some new music. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. And then you'll have the qualifier tournaments. So what what'll happen is, let's say Poland and Russia win, France will be in there in the qualifier. Let's say Italy wins Pool C, Serbia will be in there. So Serbia and France will play in the European zone. One of them's not coming. To the Olympics. Crazy. Well, if you win, you don't have to worry about it. Right. Or Russia. Russia may not be there. Because if Iran beats Russia, and let's say France beats Poland, it's Poland and Russia, you conceivably could have three teams. You would lose two. Think about that. be interesting Olympics. Because you would have either Italy or Serbia that didn't win. Yeah. Either Poland or France that didn't win. And then if Iran beats Russia, then you have Russia in there as well. You have three teams competing for one spot at that point out of one zone. Meantime, Tunisia, Cameroon, and Egypt will all be fighting for a spot somewhere. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit goofy, but you, it's tough to get away from the actual zonal qualification. Well, like you said, too, there's no perfect way because if you actually want to grow the sport, you can't. it can't just be the same teams all the time because other countries will stop supporting yeah yeah yeah. so you need the zonal qualifier but i I like the system here where you have the pools and it's done on a snake world rankings on a snake one through six seven back the other way oh cool yeah belgium belgium could be good netherlands eh, i mean they have good history but they haven't been good lately korea they do some wild stuff and they've hired a in the netherlands isn't that jamie's team yeah yeah former that's on the women's side though oh yeah sorry sorry yeah yeah, on the women's side, USA, Argentina, Bulgaria, Kazakhstan. Heyo. The Golden Hawk. The <laughs> Hawk. USA should win that going away. Brazil, Dominican Republic, Cameroon, Azerbaijan. Brazil should win that going away. Russia, Korea, Canada, Mexico. I'm going to pick Korea. Mm-hmm. Netherlands, Italy, Belgium, Kenya. Tough pool. Kenya. But that's the wraparound right there. Yeah. That's number six and seven. Yeah. Italy's going to win that. Okay. Sorry, Jamie. He could win it. Hopefully he proves, us, proves you wrong. I do really like his team. Yeah. In so many ways. Serbia, Puerto Rico, Thailand, Poland. Interesting. Poland's been pretty good as of late. Thailand? Is that what you said? Thailand. Yeah. So, and Thailand's good. Okay. Small. Nutsara. They fly around. 
Serbia is going to win that. So you might have Poland and the Netherlands vying for that cool. spot. You might have Poland and Italy vying for that spot in the in the zonal qualifier. China, Turkey, Germany, Czech Republic. Germany has some talent. Turkey is the dark horse right now. Turkey is the Serbia of four to eight years ago. Because you don't know what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah, and they've been playing well lately. They have a good coach, and they have a good program, and some nice athletes. China, will Wang Ping put it together again? I don't know. Maybe. And how long? So the Olympic- so all that's coming up August two and four, two two through four. You just play three matches and you're done. It's your record. Okay. No playoffs. Playoffs. So that literally is three day tournament. For Olympic, Everywhere. Quali- for Olympic qualifying? Everywhere. Cool. So tournaments are going to be in Poland, China, USA, Russia, and Italy. I forget who's hosting the other one. It doesn't say here, but I forget who's hosting Pool D. I've got it written down somewhere else. And that's the first weekend in August, is that what you said? Yep. Okay. Second weekend in August on the men's side, Bulgaria, Netherlands, Italy, Poland, Russia, China. Team USA is in the Netherlands for that. Nice. Yeah. And it'll be on NBCSN and Olympic Channel. Cool. Let's talk about your smoothie. After we mentioned Tall Slim Teas, code volleyball gets you 10% off. Going to tallslimteas.com gets you awesome t-shirts. You can see them every week. If you turn on, on the Prime Video broadcast, I'm wearing them. V-neck and or normal neck. What's the... Yeah. Classy V? <laughs> yeah. Normal neck? The Without the V, just the normal. <laughs> My kids like say you're a nerd neck, and I don't know what that means, but... Whatever. The V-neck is it's the classy tee. Yeah. If you want to dress up, you go V-neck. Right. And Ca- casual dress up. All of a sudden, I can put on a sport coat and go out. Yeah. New York. yeah. Code volleyball, 10% off, tall some tees. Dan DeCuster doing great work over there. Get it done for you or someone you know. Probably for someone you know. Kids, think about your nephew. Think about your son. Think about your cousin. Think about some player who I saw this weekend in the 400 boys teams that are six foot seven, dude. Six foot three to, to seven foot, honestly. But honestly, think about these kids who are six six, six five, have long arms, long bodies, and their t shirts look stupid. Look, everybody, everybody listening to the show knows somebody who is a tall, slim person. Yes, literally who, everybody who looks silly in a regular shirt, <laughs> a crop top. Help them out. Half tee. <laughs> showing, so, showing your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under your shoulder pads. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, New York. New York. For a full year, I have been complaining about how you stole my smoothie on Championship Sunday in New York last Accidentally. year. How is it an accident when you come into my booth that, again, has my name on it? The accident is that your name was not on it. My name was on the booth. Not the smoothie. Yeah. Do you guys not have a cooler in your own tent? No, sometimes we don't. But that weekend you did, you were just... And they don't deliver food to our tent either. They just bring it to yours. You just weren't pleased. Yeah. And all of that food, by the way, says DJ on it. Yeah, Kevin. You have your own tent with your own cooler. Just like the staff media tent, when they all migrate to my booth and want to take photos over my shoulder and write stuff, it's like, hey, bro, you literally have your own tent. Can we thank the NetLive listeners right now also? Yes. Thank you. Garrett G. Yep. Especially. Was he the racial harmony uh, purchase? Oh, my gosh. Thank you, TNL listeners, for stepping up. It was 
as as it was last year. Incredible. The whole staff loves you. Delicious. Yeah. Steve Crandall, thanks for throwing some dough at Jeremy and me. Yep. Uh, really, really fun. We had pizza one day. We had black and white cookies. Racial harmony cookies. Crazy. You, you and Empu saving the world again. <laughs> exactly. Crazy donuts. Donuts were delicious. Oh, my God. They weren't even like... Like bear claw things. They were fancy, delicious, yummy donuts. Coffee cake bear claws that I just ate a whole one of <laughs> and passed out right there on the walkway. Hey, everybody. I'm just going to take a nap right now. Thanks. <laughs> to- totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. There's a thing about New York is they have things there, like a lot of major cities, but New York especially, where they have certain foods that they may make other places, but it's not the same. Black and white cookie is insane. I didn't, I didn't get one of those. Insane. Kevin. Sorry. I offered you everything. You, ac- you actually did, and I appreciate that. I made sure that I came by. Yeah, and you did try, and I use that word, try, uh-huh. to redeem yourself from stealing my smoothie last year. For those that well, don't know. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this. There's a juice place in New York I really like that my buddy Omar turned me on to. Called Juice Press. Correct. So, Which I didn't know there were so many of them. Yeah, they're, they're a chain. Um, started in New York though. So I'd go there every day. I'd get a smoothie for either on my walk to the site, on my walk home from the site, or I'd grab one to have during the day when I needed that afternoon. Cost uh, like 10 bucks. Correct. Delicious smoothies. The first time I had one, Omar came to visit my buddy, Omar. We grew up in Virginia. So all the New York events, he drives up for the weekend and hangs out. It's about a five hour drive or takes the train. Whatever. In your booth. He's, in your He's booth hanging out in my booth. Knows his role. If it gets crazy in there, he steps back, doesn't steal people's smoothies. He <laughs> turned me on to that place. He texted me the first time we were there on the pier. What was the first pier we were on? Do you remember the number? 25, 26. Yeah. First time we were there, he's like, hey, I'm going by this smoothie place. I really like you want one. I said, sure. He shows up. He sets it down in front of me, like playing music, blah, blah, blah. He gets super close to my ear and goes, you better enjoy that smoothie. <laughs> and I was like, why? And I'm not going to use the language that he used. He's like. That was a $17 smoothie. <laughs> so you wanted to make sure I enjoyed because he added like the other supplements uh-huh. that there wasn't really the price on the board. Uh-huh. So it went from a $10 smoothie to a $17 smoothie. And he's like, you, you enjoy every single sip of that smoothie. <laughs> it's New York pricing, man. Correct. So flash forward to last year in New York, Sundays gets really busy because it's the finals and all those things going on. So I don't necessarily have time to mm-hmm. hold a sandwich or a burger that I don't eat burgers anymore, whatever in my hand to eat it. So I got a smoothie. Could have been a vegan burger. Could have been a vegan burger. I had one that nearly tore me up in New York this time. A vegan burger? Ugh. Really? I was up at 3 a.m. barfing. It's not good. That's, that's not cool. No. Um, got said smoothie. Uh-huh. Put it in the cooler. This is last year. That's probably five feet away from me. No. That cooler was closer on. Closer than that. Closer than that? Okay. Yeah. We'll go two feet then. Yeah. Put it in my cooler, in my tent. It is literally the only thing in that cooler that is not a sponsored AVP item. That's true. To drink, to eat, whatever. That's true. The only thing in there. It's probably, I don't know what time of day I realized that I was like, oh, it's smoothie time. It was either between finals, before the first finals, like I need to get something, I'm hungry, blah, blah, blah. For all of our regular listeners, they're noticing some inconsistencies in the story here because they've heard it 10 times. But there is new listeners, not a single inconsistency in this story, Kevin. I go to get said smoothie, and it is gone. Mm-hmm. One Laura Day, mm-hmm. who is in said booth, 
doing all the social media with her team brand new. Informs me in a way that she has not realized that she has done something wrong. That you have now, you have taken my smoothie. Long ago, by the way. I don't think I could have marched into your booth at that time. Or was that, did I realize it after the finals? You showed up during our rap show. Yeah, I was done playing and I walked, stormed into the booth because you had stolen my smoothie. You had come into my tent, stealth-like, to a cooler that was, like you said, two feet away from me, uh-huh. and I did not notice you were there, uh-huh. and stole my smoothie. That's correct. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And it was delicious smoothie. It was so good. The literal name of that smoothie is Effing Genius. Oh, that one? That's the, that's the smoothie. Oh, yeah. Did I get you the right one? You got me an equivalent. It's yeah, fine. okay. Yeah. I thought it was the same. Literally, it said, on the menu, it says the word. Yeah. On the bottle, it has all kinds of like dollar sign, at symbol, Okay, apostrophe. so I did get that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I recognized it. Yeah, so this year, for a full year, I've been complaining about you stealing my smoothie. That's correct. Because you have your own tent with your own cooler, with your own stuff. Why are you in my tent grabbing the one item in the cooler that is not a sponsor of the tour? And I already had one of those smoothies earlier. And you asked Laura Day, whose name, you know, Laura... I don't blame her at all whatsoever. But you ask, you ask somebody else who's in my booth, whose name is not on said booth, if you could have said smoothie. And she said, sure, go ahead. Yeah, because why wouldn't she? It's not her smoothie. And it's in a cooler that she just assumed was AVP everything. So this year I owed a smoothie. Oh, you've, not just this year, Kevin. Since last year. Since last year, yeah. I've, I've owed a smoothie. And I wanted to get it for you on day one. Yeah. And I was up, and I looked up where it was. I didn't know that it was a chain. I thought it was just one place. Oh, so you looked at the one that was closer to the other site? Well, I looked it up, and it gave me, like, that location. Oh. Do you want it on this street? And I pressed it, and I, and yes, yeah, so it only showed me that one. So I had no clue. And that's not convenient. It was convenient for... It was, it was another three-quarters of a mile the opposite direction Correct. when I was already walking a mile that way. Yeah. It's just a matter of timing, and it wasn't open in time because I was up and I was ready to go. But it didn't open till eight, and you were already on Correct. site at like seven thirty. Right. Yeah. So I was all bummed out that I couldn't get it on day one. And on day two, I happened to walk. I was walking home, and I walked by one. I was like, I didn't know this was here. Okay. All right. Now I got it wired. So I got up <laughs> Sunday morning. I'm ready. I'm walking. I had sort of noted where it was in my mind, mm-hmm. and I missed it. And I'm with Dane Blandon, and I'm now going, I know it's not this far. And Dane's like, who cares about a smoothie? Correct. <laughs> so I turned around. I was like, all right, Dane, you go ahead. I'm going back. I went back, and I found it a block further than I thought back towards the hotel. Did you not? Did you get there later than Friday and Saturday? Cause they I did. did. Okay. Yeah. Because we so, started at 10 a.m. I know you guys get there earlier than I do, and I get there early. We get there about 8-ish, yeah. But even for a 10 o'clock, like a ten, it was a yeah, 10 o'clock start in New York. I like to be on-site, quiet, yeah, yeah, of work course. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to rush. Yeah. Right. So I went back, got the smoothie, came back, and took yours, put it on your gear, took a picture of it because you're not there yet. Sent that picture to you. Yep. You were very fired up. I was fired up. I went back to my meeting. I was en route to to the site. Yep. Very excited about my smoothie. I was in my meeting. Mm-hmm. And you'll love this because I was in my meeting and our producer, his name is J.O. Yep. Jeremy Olson. Yep. 
And Dane, while we're sitting there drinking our smoothies, Jeremy comes in to talk to us. We're starting a meeting. Dane goes, oh, that's great that Kevin went back to get one for you. Because I told him I had to get one for Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Dane didn't know that Did you get one for that- Dane? Did you get one for Dane too? Uh, no, he didn't want one. Oh, okay. So he didn't know that I got one for Cameron. He didn't know that I had gotten it for the other Jeremy. So that Jeremy goes, oh, that's great. I go, no, wrong Jeremy. That's not for you, Jeremy. <sighs> I didn't know that part of the story. I would have been even more furious if another Jeremy got my smoothie. And I like so, J.O. So I'm sitting there and I drank my smoothie and I, I looked at the container. After J.O. I drank goes mine. to reach for the smoothie that uh-huh. he thought you got him. And you're like, nope, sorry, you can't have that. That's mine. Sorry, producer of my show. <laughs> you can't have that smoothie. <laughs> for the rest of the day, I came in with the donuts that we had. I went into the truck with the donuts and I was handing them out because we had so many extras. Yeah. Thank you, Garrett. They were amazing. And I was feeding our crew in the truck. because Everybody I feed, was I, stoked on those donuts. I feed the crew in our booth, but yeah. then the truck is way somewhere else. Yeah. I'm feeding the crew in the truck <laughs> and I go through producer, director, so on. And we have two different producers. And I get to J.O. who's sitting in the back getting ready for the next segment. And I said, no, 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 not you. <laughs> I know there's two dozen donuts there, but you can't have one of them. No. We, didn't, we don't have any of these for you. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that part of the story. That's really funny. So J.O. gets burned. He's unhappy. But double, I'm, double burn. I'm looking at my smoothie that I've just finished, and I thought, you know what? This has a green top just like Jeremy's has a green top. I jump up, middle of the meeting, walk out, take it, take my empty, swap it with your full, wrap it up in the plastic bag, and throw it underneath your equipment cover. Yep. And you not not a minute and a half later walk by, and give I, me like the and I smiled at you with like the, the solid thumbs good job, up. good job, Kevin. I uh-huh. know you had to go out of your way to get my smoothie. You're a good man, even though this you still owe me. But this one smoothie is a step in the right direction. That You're was feeling- the, that was literally the look I gave you. Yes, I felt the love because that day I walked to the site by myself. Okay, uh, usually with uh, the photographer Empu, mm-hmm. um, racial harmony. Yes, he slept in a little bit, and I needed to get there earlier, so. Solo Jeremy on the way to the event that morning, full well knowing that a smoothie is there waiting for me. You gave me that look. I felt that love. Yep. I felt it. And TNL, we're back. I was cackling to myself while feeling the love. 15 seconds go by, 30 maybe. You come back with the bag and the empty bottle. I was. And throw it on the ground. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys, I don't, I have no idea if you were on Suck TV, it, and I don't think you were. No. But I would have done that same exact thing whether you were on TV or not, because I was not pleased at all whatsoever. Sitting next to me, I had your full smoothie. Because I threw it down. Yeah. Express, and then walked out. It was amazing. Not knowing that you, however, not long afterwards, you brought me my full smoothie. I had your full. Actually, I think I handed it to you. I got you to come back. That was fun. That was I, that was that was good by you. I I was very happy with myself when I thought of it, and you weren't there yet. Yeah. And then even happier when you walked in like and gave you the right after. Love you, bro. Yes. And you, and you want to be part of Team J, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to be my latex salesman. Yeah, that was fun. So, good times. A year in the making. Good times in New York. Never have we gotten more material and more time on the net live out of ten dollars than. I think we at least wasted ten minutes on that story, uh, which is fantastic. 20. Sorry, folks. Don't you dare apologize for entertaining stories. We went from 25 to 10, so our listeners, that's good. Cool. What haven't we covered we need to cover here? Sitting. Back to back. Gold. Gold medalists. Up. Above Kevin's head on the live stream, if you're looking. I've retired, by the way. Okay. Katie sent me a very nice card. Ditto. Very nice of her. Did you have the same hashtags? 
something about three Pete and you have to. Oh be yeah. There. Yeah. I don't know if I had to be there, but like you have to, you, I mean, I told you cause you tried to say last year after you won, you're like, Oh, John Elway, I'm not, I'm retiring. And I had to remind you that John Elway won back to back Super Bowls before he retired. So now I'm good. Okay. Now I'm good. And kudos to both of our national teams, the men's sitting team and the women's sitting team, all the coaches, everybody involved. This year had the most teams in the tournament that we had to have three pools. It's the first time we've had three pools. And the level of play was higher. Level of play was definitely higher. It was really good. Including ours. Yeah, and nice recruiting by Katie. So yeah. Ryan Bridge, who I saw this weekend, he was coaching Beta Bay. Oh, nice. Yeah, Ryan Bridge, Katie's boyfriend, outstanding play from him, as well as our other two bigs. Kurt, yep. whose last name is escaping me at the moment. I'm terrible. Yep. I'm terrible with names. Well, that's okay. You don't need to know because we, we replaced Kurt with you Simmer for the championship. Simmer, Sorry, Kurt. Simmer down. Sorry, buddy. And Ian. Ian was outstanding. Yep. Uh, MVP, as I recall. He was the MVP. Yep. So, good recruiting. We had an outstanding team, outstanding time. Another win for... Oh, oh sit. sit. It was actually the least amount of games slash sets yeah. we played in all of our years playing. Yeah, and for me personally, too, the tournament structure was different, but then also I just didn't have to play, which was great. Didn't have to play as much. Kept everybody fresh. My body didn't hurt as much Sunday morning as it normally does. Fewer blisters. The hypervolt came in huge. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the dis like where we stayed, right across the street. Didn't have to go outside if we didn't want to. That's right. Um, but not like obviously winning is fun and it's a good time and I enjoy playing. But it's our team that keeps me coming back. Yeah. If we didn't have like like everybody on our team, all the teams that we've had throughout, I think this is our fifth year playing because we have two That's bronze. Right. We went back to back bronze. Then we didn't win a gold or didn't win a medal, which that did hurt. I'm not gonna lie. That did hurt. And then we went back to back. Gold medals, which is way fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but our team, like great people to be around. We do team dinners. It's not like we just play and everybody goes their separate way. Um, I enjoy seeing you know the other national team members that are not on our team but are creating their own teams, which is always fun, and just getting more people involved in the sport. And for all of you who think it's easy, or I, just uh, interested, and I understand why you would say that, like, oh, you're sitting down; it should be easy. Like, I I understand that first reaction. Um, I invite you to come play sometime. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Oh, it's a blast. And uh, I don't recommend it outside in San Francisco before you have to go play a match, Sean Rosenthal. That's my fault, by the way. Sean Rosenthal was walking by. We were doing a sitting demo with Katie Holloway and doing it for Amazon. Prime. Yeah. We had an outdoor court. I don't get blisters, but I did from that. Yes, because there has been sand and dust that has blown onto the court. To Sean's credit, he was playing, pushing off on his knuckles as opposed to his palms like the rest of us. So his hands were fine on the bottom so he could hit the ball and set the ball, but his knuckles were all... Sean was walking by to go warm up for his match. I was like, hey, Sean, you want to sit down? And to his credit, he sat down and played. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My bad. (laughs) Sorry, Sean. Didn't mean to... uh, beat you up prior to you having to go on stadium court and side out. You're a professional athlete. My, my bad. And we also had a merging of worlds. Meaning? A, a clashing of worlds when you and I were wandering the streets on the last night, on Wednesday night. In, uh, in Columbus. On Tuesday night? So we were walking 
down the street. Oh, yes. I totally forgot about this. Searching to give away our leftovers. We have leftover food after our team dinner. Yeah, Yeah, we were were walking down the street in Columbus, Ohio. Just Kevin and I. Do we have our gold medals on at that point? Yep, because 24-hour rule. So that was Tuesday night then. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday night. We're walking down the street. I see what looks like a husband-wife-son-daughter combination. Mm Mm-hmm. True story, the wife and daughter are both looking at me, but they're looking at my hair. And I can tell that. And then the father-son are both looking at you. Yeah. And I, I note that because I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden, I hear the guy say, hey, are you the volleyball guy? You, they said to you, is, is he a volleyball guy? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, is he a volleyball guy? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, yes. I go, yeah, he is. And then they proceed to ask you. They turn and said, yeah. Hey, Kevin. And I turned around because I was ahead of you. Yeah. They said, hey, Kevin. Yeah. I don't remember the exact wording. Do you remember the exact wording? Because I don't want to screw it up. Oh, I don't remember, no. But basically, they asked you, were you... Oh, you were the guy that was announcing at WorkbenchCon. Correct. Right? And I was like, this is amazing. You weren't... The volleyball thing was just an antidote because you would probably mention that at WorkbenchCon. Absolutely. They know you from WorkbenchCon, not because of anything in the volleyball world at all whatsoever, or saw us playing. They were on vacation, and they were just staying in Columbus overnight. We just happened to be walking down the street, and that guy and his son, who you interacted with at WorkbenchCon, recognized you. Yep. That was an amazing moment. Yes. And I forgot about it, meant to tell fellow team, Team J. Rich member, Rich Lamborn, about that because it was amazing. Is he the volleyball guy? I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Worlds collide. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, funny. It was uh, this kid, Cameron, and and he has like Cam's Corner Shop on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I think Cam is 10-ish, 11. And he he was at WorkbenchCon, and they had a Papa shot at WorkbenchCon. Mm -hmm. And so this other guy, Mikey the Maker, was leader of the Papa shot. And Cameron was in there trying to win. You win a penny board that they had made with one of the equipments. One of the people had cool. made this thing, this cool penny board, if you were the top scorer at the end of the whole thing. So Mike is on there. So I came in. I was like, oh, no way anyone beats me at Papa Shot. So I stayed there till I beat out Cameron. Is that one because you're so long and you can just basically reach basically. over and dunk? So I, I beat Cameron's score, and he was all bummed out. And then Mikey <laughs> the Maker was trying to take it back for Cameron. Yeah. And I kept beating him. Yeah. He put up like a... A 96. Oh, he stepped in and like, okay, I'll yeah. win it and beat Kevin. And yeah, I put up like 110 and he's like, I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> but I had told Arbor Tech who was doing along with Carolina shoe. I said, you make sure Cameron gets a skateboard yeah. at the end of this. And so Cameron didn't know that they just came up and gave it to him and he's all stoked. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, it's great, man. Cause what was he like? 12? Yeah. He's yeah. 11 years old, 10 years old. So he actually had the skateboard in, in Columbus, in Columbus. Yeah. That Hysterical. He yeah. Hey, is that, like a, is he a volleyball guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. I was waiting for like autographs. Saw you on Amazon. I was like, oh, Kevin's a beach guy now. No, he's a workbench con guy. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. So such a small world. Hilarious. Uh, Dane Blanton's fake fire went over well. Oh, my God. Uh, on the broadcast. There was lots of consternation about what Dane's reaction might be. I knew it would be one of hilarity. Well, it's also you guys have had – that's an inside – not joke, but yeah. commentary between the two of you. If you've listened to broadcasts with us over the last three years, you've heard it mentioned. Yes. And you went all out. Is this on – I know it's on the broadcast, but do we have the video to post on our 
It's on the AVP feed somewhere. Yeah, here. we can pull it. They did put it on their uh, social media. And I do have I do have a copy of it. I can put up there. It is two minute commercial of you promoting Dane Blanton fake fire. <laughs> I wrote it with props and a green screen. Yes, I wrote it down at Boy and the Bear here in Redondo. Yep, about forty minutes one afternoon, and then I shot it at a friend's place here, Klein Creative Media, Marcy Klein. If you're looking for a corporate video, corporate commercial, you know, local commercial, that kind of thing. Or if you want Kevin to do a fake fire video for you. Yep. Go see Marcy. She has a nice green screen. Went over there and shot it, Telestrator green screen. And then she helped me edit it down. And it turned out, I think, better than even I had hoped. <laughs> and we aired it. So that was fun. Infomercial style. Yeah. Of you selling... Dane Blanton's fake Dane fire. Dane Blanton's fake fire. Yeah. In six-pack... Beverage form. Yeah, plus three cans. And there was a powder too, right? Uh, Dane Blanton's platform powder. Perfect passes guaranteed. <laughs> it's made from the distilled, organic distilled tears of servers from around the world. So I made that up. Actually, if you watch the broadcast in New was York. That Austin or did we do it in New York? Did you do it in New York? Did it in Austin. Yeah. But then in New York, we replayed it at one point. And also, at some point, Dane was putting platform powder on Ed Ratledge oh while they were in the booth. That's so great. That is so great. So it'll be an ongoing joke. I'm hoping to film a commercial for Platform Powder as well as Juiced Juice from DBI, Dame Light Industries. I remember I can see the feed on some of the monitors in the DJ booth yeah. of what's going on in Amazon, but I can't hear it. And I and hadn't I, told anybody. No, and I remember looking over at one point, and I knew this was going to happen, but I remember looking over at one point, and Dane is dying laughing. And then before I could, it registered, I'm like, I assumed that that was happening and they scanned to you and then like you're pointing, doing your whole infomercial thing and Dane is losing his mind on TV. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was fun. It was, it was great to see his reaction to it. He's like, I don't I even know what I watched. Because <laughs> it was a... How'd you do this? Two minute infomercial that you did. Yeah. It's a, it wasn't yeah. like a 30 second, like it was a long, long infomercial. Yeah, it was, it was a read. It was really funny. My uncle's got to borrow the vacuum. Cool. Uh, so that's fun. We'll get that up. I, I'll get the, the sped up version because the end of it has a disclaimer. And so we sped up the disclaimer at the end. And that ended up being a good a good change. My son suggested that, and Marcy actually was on top of it as well. And I'm sure a lot of people could use the platform powder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More people could use perfect passes, yeah. no doubt. It's so great. Just don't leave it in direct sunlight. <laughs> it did come with a whole bunch of disclaimers. I do like that uh, you were so committed to this that you traveled with the cans and one of them uh, opened in your suitcase. Thankfully, it was in a Ziploc. It was smashed by the trophies for Austin. And by smashed, I mean like the top of the can was ripped open oh, like a gorilla. Um, but one, I believe, Josh Glazebrook helped you out with uh, replacing said can. He did. Nice. He did. So that was a lot of fun. So that, that's kind of a little window for you guys into what's going on with Amazon. It's carte blanche. They're up for whatever. Or... Kevin just does what you want and calls it carte blanche where everybody's like, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you want to hear a great story within a story there? <laughs> so I made up everything on the commercial and I made up the phone number. Yes. The phone number was 1-800-GET-GOLD. That's a real phone number, isn't it? Amazon says to me, I don't think we can put a real number out there. They said, what is that number? Do you have that number? I said, no, I don't have that number. And they go, 
Yeah, I think we got to change that. So it was a late change. Marcy here, Client Creative Media, as committed as she is, hustled home from an event, changed it for me real quick in her office computer, and sent me a new version. Awesome. At, of a 555. Yeah. So in the meantime, I called 1-800-GET-GOLD. <sighs> Some dude answers like this. Hello? Qu hello? Question mark? Hello? I'm like, hello? <laughs> he goes, Yeah. I said, yeah, I, you have an 800 number? He goes, yeah, I have a lot of them. He's like, yeah, you just called me, fool. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I have a lot of them. I have a whole ton of them. I said, what do you mean you have a whole ton of them? He goes, I have a whole bunch of 800 numbers that spell things. Is that like a domain type situation? Correct. He gets that number and hopes that somebody will want it and pay, pay him for that number. Correct. Wow. He rents them to people. He leases them. Wow. He proceeds to tell me that, yeah, I, you know, I own all these numbers. I don't know what number you called, but they ring through if, if they're not sold to someone else or rented out. And I had, he says, yeah, I, I have one called 800 get duct or clean duct or whatever, whatever this one was with air cleaning, you know, duct maintenance. And he said, yeah, that one I rented out regionally first in just the city. And then I rented it out to a larger region. And now somebody else paid me for the whole, the whole United States. So apparently you can divide it up. Yeah. And he says, yeah, they were paying me like 1400 bucks a month for that for a while. And then I got these other ones. He says, which one did you, which one did you call? I said, well, I have one, I wanted 1-800-GET-GOLD. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, I've got that. I've got that. Do you want it? I was like, not Please tell really. me you asked how much though. I didn't ask. I should have. That's a good question. It's the whole thing seemed very sketchy. That's what people do with domains. They yeah, and some of that like because there's cyber squatting. Well, and all that stuff is we're so behind the times and the laws and stuff of those kind of things. But that is hilarious. I never even thought about that in the eight hundred. I mean, it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you? So I get. I wonder about, what it costs to get yeah an eight hundred number that is available. Yeah, and then you just I'm sure there's just a small fee per year. Right. Right. And he has all those 800 numbers that go to his cell phone or something like that. Oh, my God. That's great. So I gave a, you the question. Hello? I get a five-minute conversation out of this. And at the end, I'm like, oh, that's great. Hey, man, thanks for all the information. What's your name? He goes, uh, Mike. <laughs> I'm like, great. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Uh, hysterical. Mike. <laughs> your name's not Mike. <laughs> That's a really Shady. that's a really funny story and totally worth you doing the green screen fake fire Dane Blanton. Oh yeah. Uh and kudos to Dane for being a good sport about it. I knew he would be. No, I I, I know you knew he would be, but not everybody else was on that same page. Dane Blanton Industries. Oh. DBI. So look for it, we'll put it up. Look for it in a uh Whole Foods near you. <laughs> Well, somebody brought up to me this weekend a good point. Or a Big a Five or Dicks. What are the new sports stores now? This will be a little bit of a, a lead for some of the people that listen to the show. Somebody brought it up to me this weekend when I sent them a like a view of a beer can that's with Metallica. Mm. It's called Enter Midnight. It's got nice. the Metallica logos and everything for the M's. Not Enter the San not Enter Sandman. No. Okay. But I had I sent them this video of this and it says, Yeah, an association with Metallica. And one of the guys said, well, I'm surprised I didn't see fake fire in the case. And I've sent you before obvious plant. Oh, yeah. Where they make a fake product and plant it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Dane Blanton's fake fire is going to be showing up in a convenience oh, store at each one of the next next stops. I can't wait. And I'll put it in there. And if you want to come it get it. It needs to be in the uh, merch booth. 
Like they yes. need like a, they need like a fake like they do. They need like a fake cooler, right? Where they're selling beverages. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, Dane Blanton's fake fire, like Kona, right? Because like whatever our sponsor, like Kona and stuff like that. And then like there's just a six pack of Dane Blanton fake fire in there, <laughs> and some platform powder and juice, juice. At least, at least we're having fun on tour, Kevin. Yeah. That's all that matters. We're having a good time. Oh, man. It's been a good year. We didn't mention um, Alex and April, oh, who geez. are currently undefeated. They've won five in a row. Yeah. Every every time they've played, the last five times, they've won. And I don't know if everybody else is noticing this, but Alex is getting better oh, yeah. each tournament. Oh, yeah. And, and like there are little things that she – maybe not everybody will notice – Right, because it's not a big monstrous thing like big change. Where like, oh, now she's bouncing balls left-handed. But like, there's little things that she's doing blocking wise throughout the game, her on two game, that are if she, it's good to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. If she's getting making those strides each tournament, that's it's tough. Well, they just finished fifth. second, second, fifth in Warsaw. Yeah. Fifth. They, Who finished uh, second? Oh, Larson and Stockman. Larson and Stockman. Yeah. Who, by the way, went through the country quota. Yeah. They were one in that or something. And they beat Alex and April after I just talked about how great they were doing. Mm-hmm. 21-11, like 21-14 to get to the medal rounds. And even April said it was a beatdown. So I can say it was a beatdown. That's... In volleyball, beach volleyball scores, that is a that's a smashing. Yeah, good finishes on our women's side. Yeah. Great finishes. Yeah. I the, here's my one complaint with beach volleyball database. Why is it that I can't get to the appropriate page in one click? So when the tournament's going on, it's fantastic. You can click on the tournament, click on results and so on. But I can't do that if the tournament's not listed on the right. And yeah, then you click tur- on tournaments, it takes you to some weird screen that doesn't look like it's been updated in forever. I think sometimes you can scroll to the bottom. They have a list of the tournaments that have played this year, I believe. But you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom, I believe. Yeah, no. but you can get to it by clicking a player who you know played there and then clicking the tournament. Yeah. And then, so I finally made it there. But I, I wish they would keep a more consistent list on that well, front page. It, I, I've had that same thought too. And then I've also, at the same time, there's so many events that go on because yeah. they also put up like the u21 all those kind of things yeah. going on at the same time too it's like how do you even trying to keep all that stuff as organized as you can is already difficult i oh, do a great job yeah yeah absolutely larson stockman second place yeah uh and then in fifth they, and Ross. they beat agatha and duda to get to the gold medal match agatha and duda finished third yeah they did not have a cakewalk to the finals they beat beat uh maria and carolina salgado salgado and let's see where else. Who else was fifth? Humana Paredes and Pavin. Yep. Fifth. Yep. Uh, Bansley and Wilkerson, ninth. Clays and Sponsel, ninth. Hughes and Ross, 17th. Yeah. They have to be disappointed with that. And there were a few. Didn't carry. What did Carrie and Brooke do in that tournament? They did not play. Because per, I think it wasn't the last term. There was an injury or a maintenance I think Carrie talked about on her Instagram page. There was a, I don't know if injury is the correct term, but some something I need to look at. In some my, maintenance issues? Yeah. 
Okay. But same thing with Phil and Nick. Phil and Nick they had forfeited. to pull out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were asking, we got asked questions about an update on Phil's injury. I don't know if it's a, I don't have one. And I don't know if it's an actual injury as opposed to, hey, there's a little tweak. We're all getting ready for world champs in a couple of weeks. So let's take the extra precaution, which it, it could be an injury. I don't like, again, I don't know if it's how severe the injury is as right. opposed to world champs is a bigger I deal. I haven't heard either. Yeah. World champs is a bigger deal. Let's make sure we're as healthy as we can be going into that. Yeah, I have not heard either, but I did know that he got hurt. Uh, Chase Buddinger and Casey Patterson lost in the country quota. That was a redo of Billy Allen Stafford's slick match. That was so in gnarly. New York. It's such a gnarly thing. Fly from New York yeah. to Poland. To play each other again when you just played a 15-13 Correct. set. Ugh. Allen and Slick finished 33rd. They don't make it out of the qualifier. In the men's side, it was a scary result for the U.S., Brunner and Pretty, 17th. Born and Crab, 17th. Phil and Nick, with the aforementioned industry in injury, 17th. There's I a lot wonder, of distance between 17th and 1st. Well, I wonder, too, the, um, and it could be a subconscious thing, like this is like their fifth week on the road for some of them. That's um, brutal. But knowing that after this tournament, you have a little bit of a break before something else happens. So like, yeah. you could inside be like, okay, you take a breath because you're like towards the end. It's like when we talk about AVP events on Sunday, like, okay, we're tired, but we're going to get through today. If you had to get through Tuesday, you wouldn't feel the same way that you're mentally feeling on Sunday. Cause it's like, Hey, I still got to get through Tuesday. You would keep going. Um, but if you mentally know like, Hey, after this tournament, I get to go home or I get some time off, blah, blah, blah. Um, or after just playing that much, like your body is beat up a little bit. And we, and by we, I mean the United States are traveling mileage wise a lot more than most of the other international teams are. Right. It's as though the tournament was in Wichita. Correct. And most of the teams were from all over the United States. Yeah. And uh, Anders Mole were playing for their fourth gold in fourth four weeks. Yeah, they lost to Evandro and Bruno. Who they beat in set one, 21-11. That's a smashing. Yeah. And kudos to Bruno, by the way. If he's taller than me, it's not by a lot. And people still... He's gnarly. Do not serve him very much. He's gnarly. <laughs> it's crazy. So we'll see what happens with World Championships. Seattle is going to be a less than full lineup for AVP. That's fine. But there'll be plenty of talent there. It'll be interesting to see who steps up again and who doesn't. You and I will be there. People did not step up in Austin. We'll Speaking see of happens. talent. Yeah. Sorry, will be there. patting myself on the back. And Lake Sammamish, beautiful place. Supposed to be, last time I looked, supposed to be basically 70 degrees and 55. I'll take it. Which will be nice. Cool morning, so dress warm in the in the a.m. And bring a change of clothes for the afternoon when it's fun. Have you scouted a smoothie place? I have not. Okay. I am going to get in Lake Sammamish this year. That water is not warm. Uh, true. I went out and paddled last year, but I didn't get fully submerged. Yeah, a couple of years ago I did the paddle board, which was amazing, and I was thankful for Mark and I, Mark said it, but like we talked about it, Mark said it on the microphone and somebody mm-hmm. had a paddleboard and brought it to us and we were able to use it after the tournament. Can't wait. It's nice. I have to finish the trophies yet. They're halfway made and I have to finish my art, an art piece. If you want any of the art pieces, by the way, uh, NetLive listeners, if you want one, they're 40 bucks and they are custom made by me from scratch, my own stencils and so on. From any of the ones that you see hung behind us in they our broadcast They look great position. on the stream. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. They look really good behind. You guys have done a good job of making that set look 
nice, even though because I know how much stuff is going on and we don't have a lot of room. Yeah. Uh, they've done a really good job with that. Yeah, it's become part of the decorating, so yeah, and I keep adding to that. And I do think those pieces add to the broadcast, for cool. sure. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. I'll keep doing it. Maybe not when I throw an empty smoothie bottle at them, but... <laughs> Empty's fine, just not full and make well, a mess. Let's see how upset you make me. All right. That's it for The Net Live. Thanks to Tulsa Tees for their support of the program. Thanks to Jeremy for showing up. Thanks to you, the listener, for being here. Or viewer. Good times. That's it. I don't know when we'll see you again, but... Not next Monday because I'm flying back from Seattle. Maybe we'll see you again. Maybe. <laughs> August, September. I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>